Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Master Your Mindset podcast. Today on our show, we have MJ. MJ is an avid urban sketcher, an illustrator, a nature lover, and she has recently gone through a big transition in her life. She's just got back from an amazing experience and is here today to share a bit of her story with us. She's a really good friend of mine. She's in a weekly mastermind group with myself and a group of others, and I'm excited to have her on our first episode. Welcome, everyone, and welcome, MJ. Thank you. Hi, MJ. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You? I'm doing excellent. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, as our first guest on the Master Your Mindset podcast, I have you on and give you the opportunity to share a little bit about your story and what you've been kind of going through. I know for the last month, you've been on quite the experience. So, maybe you can just catch us up on, you know, what you've been up to and where your your head's at right now oh man i've been through <laughs> i've been through a lot uh but in a very short uh summary uh i've recently been through a separation leading to a divorce i was in california for a month and a half learning under a uh i guess master muralist how to become a muralist and i just got back from that experience and now I'm basically rebuilding my life from there so yeah that's a okay. summary <laughs> yes I mean that's a, that's a quick quick summary <laughs> uh can you tell us a little bit more about the experience that you just had in um, California with the muralist like where you were what was it entailed how you got there um I know a little bit about it and I think that it's very interesting and um, it could be very exciting Yes, yes, yes. So for me, it was one of these things where I just trusted the process. I saw this um, this link on Facebook of the muralist. I was looking for interns uh, and I just applied. I just like sent them an email saying I'm, I was interested. And it just so happened that the timing that I was looking for a mural, uh, mural intern was perfect for me. So I basically packed my bag and head on to uh, Northern California for a month and a half. I didn't know much about him except that you know he had interned that would come on a regular basis to his house with his wife and his dogs and his cat and we would just learn how to paint murals so I kind of like went on a on a leap of faith and decided to to do this so I ended up in California in the middle it's not really in the middle of nowhere but it's like in the mountains there's not a lot of things going right. on there's a lot of trees there's a lot of nature and things like this. And uh, I basically learned to face my fear in a lot of different occasions, uh, climbing scaffoldings, being in people's houses I didn't know. Um, uh, like there's just so many, so many different amazing experiences that happened just from me being in a place I was completely out of my comfort zone, completely unknown, and kind of just reacting to what was coming at me on a regular basis. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, that, that's pretty amazing. Uh, you kept saying, you said a couple of times about just like you're facing your fear. What, what fear exactly are, are you referring to? Oh, so many. Uh, not being in control of anything. So like once I got there, like I didn't know, I didn't do a huge amount of research on what was going to happen and things like this. Um, I was totally dependent on the people that were there because it's not like if I had a car to be able to, to drive around or things like this. Um, things like I was, I used to be afraid to like be able to paint a mural that would be like of a normal house, like, you know, nine, eight foot 
right. tall by 10 foot wide. I'm just like, like a normal know. size. Yeah, right. it's like, I yeah, don't know gotcha. if I could do that. And then I get to the place and his studio is like basically 30 feet high by, I don't know, oh. 40 feet wide with scaffoldings. And we have to go up the scaffoldings and things like this. So after, you know, two, three times of going up the scaffoldings, I'm like, Psst, I can do a small mural. That's nothing. Okay. <laughs> things like this. Yeah. So, so what was it like for you? I mean, when you showed up there on day one, you've obviously never met this individual before. Mm-hmm. I, I, I understand it was like, you know, you found it online or through somebody else. Yeah, um, yeah. Had, had, had this experience before. So you, you get on the plane, you fly to California, you show up at this guy's house. What was that experience like yeah. when, when you first kind of showed it, up there and, and encountered this new individual <laughs> that you were going to be living with that you pretty much never met yeah I'm, I'm before yeah pretty much like the thing is i had met him just once i had a conference he came to toronto so i knew that it was a mural so i knew that but that's about it and i met one girl who had gone there before and i just as you know i did like a few little basic research to make sure that you know that's a real person he's not crazy and stuff like that so another girl had gone there before she said yeah it was a good experience she gave me like a little bit of info but not too much it's like you know it's a little it's a little difficult but it's a great experience and i'm like all right just go for it um i was looking for signs that this was the right thing for me to do so the fact that the the timing was perfect for me and when they came to pick me up at the airport it was him and his wife they had to go and visit some place because they were looking for an rv they're going to actually tour not like kind of tour the u.s to be able to install murals and they're going all together as a family so they were looking to buy a secondhand um RV. So the day that they picked me up was in the afternoon. They're like, I hope you don't mind. We just need to go and check out this um, RV that somebody is selling. Do you mind going with us? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. So then I go and as soon as I come out, the first, there was a few dogs and the first dog that came towards me was an Italian Greyhound, which is, you know, one of my dog and they're super rare. And for me, I took that as a sign. I'm like, okay, you're, you're in a good place. Don't worry. Everything's fine. Um, right. Cause you have your own Italian Greyhound. I own an Italian Greyhound. Right. And, Let's uh... clarify that. Because, like, <laughs> I think that's a pretty cool sign. Um, and the fact that it came up to you when they're not exactly the friendliest dogs, it they... must've made you felt welcome. Oh yeah. Cause they're, they're, they're very scared of new people. And it was interesting to see there was this little girl that lived in the house that had kind of like a, a surprised look. And it was like, why did the dog just, the dog just ran towards me and kind of jumped at me as if I knew the dog and it was my friend. And like, I petted the dog and she seemed to be a little like, what the hell's going on type thing. I'm like, okay, that's a good sign. I'm where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> It's fine. So little things like this. And also when it took me a couple of days to, to see that, but I made a vision board early this year about things that I, you know, okay. want to see things that inspires Great. me and stuff like that. Yeah. And one of the thing on the vision board, cause you know, I want to be an artist. I want to be a successful artist. I put a picture of an artist that I admire. His name is Alphonse Michaud and like of him with a little mural of one of his artwork behind him and it was on my on my vision board and I actually took pictures of my vision board with me on my cell phone so I kind of like look at them on a semi-regular basis oh that's and a great idea me... oh yeah because I was like I'm going there you know whatever let, let me just have that and stay positive and stuff like that so it took me a couple of days to realize that in the main living space of the the artist um, there's a giant mural, it's half finished, but there's a giant mural that he and some other interns did when they have a bit of time of that artist, Alphonse Michaud, like of him, like of one of his work. And it took me a couple of days to realize, like, I mean, did you see that what was on your vision board is actually a giant mural that's in wow. their space? Yeah. And which was like, when I saw it, I'm like, how did I not see that? And then I, I kind of like look back and in my room, cause there's like two rooms for, for the interns. So next to my room, there's like a little corridor and on the corridor, there's a couple 
posters, like um, calendar posters of the work of the same artist. So I took that as another sign again. I'm like, okay, I, I guess I'm where I'm supposed to be because <laughs> what are the chances that was right. on my vision board is like right where I'm staying. So, yeah. Right. So at that point, I mean, you went into this with some fears and hesitations. Obviously, mm-hmm. from just listening to you, you also went in with a lot of excitement. Yes, right? yes, yes. So I was... You... Right. Oh, ahead, so I, my question is, once you kind of like got past that initial introduction, you settled for a couple of days, you're seeing these signs, Right from your vision board mm-hmm. um what was, what was your mindset like did your mindset shift from like from having that fear and that initial kind of state where you were just getting there versus like actually feeling like this is where you were supposed to be mm-hmm. there like definitely the fear subsided um there's still there's always like a little bit of fear because it's like it's such an unknown i don't have any control of the space but it subsided and it i gave more space to being open-minded and also be aware of my surroundings because to me that was like there's a lot of like if I subside too much of the fear I'm going to miss out all the gifts that are around so I basically focused my attention to everything that was good and everything that was positive and not paid too much attention to the stuff that was not so okay basically I think that's amazing because like if you can like recognize the fear which you did but you didn't hang on to it. You didn't allow it to dictate your decisions, mm-hmm, right? You put that mm-hmm. fear aside mm-hmm. and then you focus on the good and you focus on the positive and you allow yourself to keep moving forward. Cause I remember from another conversation we had, you talked a little bit about this guy and his temper tantrums mm-hmm. and him being a little of a six year old man. Yeah, and, you, yeah. <laughs> and it sounded like there was like these different moments where at any time you could have pulled the plug, hit the eject yes. button and headed back home, but yeah. you didn't. And you no. really should give yourself props for that because you were, <laughs> you were on your own in this kind of foreign place where you had to stand on your own two feet and not only just, you know, be there, but also be part of, of these murals and be part of the process and mm-hmm. to, to do your part. So mm-hmm. I think that's really commendable. And I think just the fact you're able to keep pushing forward is something that um, is really remarkable. So good, good for you, MJ. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yes. So, so let, let's talk a little bit about now, just before you got out to California. And like you said, you, you went through a big divorce. I believe you were married for almost 18 years. Um, uh, married for 10, together for 18, yeah. Okay, sorry. So married for no, 10, together for 18 years. It's a big mm. chapter of your life that came to a close. Yes. Can, can we kind of like just talk a little bit about that? Because right sure. now your energy is amazing. Like your high energy, <laughs> you're super positive and stuff. And I know it wasn't always like that. And I know no, you... No. I know you for, I guess, a couple of years now, and I know the transition you've been through. So mm-hmm. maybe you could just speak a little bit about, you know, where you were at when you kind of first um, met your husband. Uh, his name is Jamie. Mm-hmm. Met Jamie. Um, to being together, to realizing that maybe this wasn't going to be working out, mm-hmm. to actually ending the marriage, and then also rediscovering yourself. Yeah, that's a long process. But, I mean, everything, yeah. everything yeah. <laughs> was... It was going well uh, for like most of the year. It's just, I would say the past five or six years, there's like little red flags, I guess. That's the best way that I can describe it. There's things that didn't seem to fit properly, Uh, but I couldn't really pinpoint what it was. Maybe it's one of these things where you're kind of trying not to focus on these things, avoid them, but sometimes you you can't avoid avoiding is just making things worse but like there seemed like things just didn't feel 100 percent right and then we move we move from um 
another city to so, so here. Hold on. Oops, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Let, let me just check in here because you say things didn't feel 100 percent right. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that wasn't from the beginning. From the beginning. No, 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 no. I'm assuming everything was great. Oh yeah, yeah. So how how long did it take before you had those red flags and? Uh, so let's say eight, what, 18 years together, 10 years, like I would say five years until the marriage. So I okay. would that be plus the eight years before. So 13 years or something like that. Could it be? Yeah. So for the first 13 years, yeah. everything was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Was like, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. But, like, I can't think of anything uh, wrong before that, but I, th- yeah, I'm sure you had your differences. I'm oh, just yeah, talking for about sure. these, these so-called red flags that you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so 13 years in, let's say. Yeah, that was fine. It's just like after 13 years, there was just like a couple, like it's more like a question of how I felt. And like these these feelings were not 100% settled. Like when we started talking about potentially having kids, that was kind of like a weird subject that we never kind of like really settled on. And it seems like we didn't really have the same opinion, but we weren't really sure about, at least I wasn't really sure about does he want to have kids? Does he not want to have kids? Like things like this. And then like feeling that something was missing. So for me, how that was solved was to get, well, let me just get, let's just get a dog and see what happens. And as we got it, that was like, kind of like, you know, that's the thing that people do, like get a dog, see how that goes and then move on from there. So we got a dog and I kind of like, I got to see like, or solely realized that I'm like, I don't know if he really wants to have kids like I'm okay if we can't have any but I'm I was open to try and I thought that he was as well but I don't know like things were starting to feel a little bit weird um and then we moved to Toronto and then like I felt like there was a bit more distance like slowly but surely there's a little bit more distance but there were so many other things that are going through my mind you know starting a new career as an artist um, moving into a new place settling in taking care of the dog because the thing is the dog had his leg broken which kind of like shift like there's a lot of little things that was happening that was kind of like veering off from trying to figure out what was going on through throughout our life as a couple and me trying to figure out for myself what was going on and that led me to more self-development that led me to going to the mastermind and kind of just looking within myself as opposed to looking into the marriage or looking out I was like let me look in to see like what is it like is it something about me basically because I just I wasn't happy like the the last five years more and more I was getting less and less happy and I couldn't figure out what it was so then I did more self-development okay. and I went so, to the group right right so you knew you knew there was something was off mm-hmm. but what's interesting here is that you didn't actually take the approach of, of looking at the marriage as you guys as a couple mm-hmm. you were more interested in what was what was off for you as a person yeah and why you weren't happy yeah Right. Yeah. In a lot of cases, I think that a lot of people would either maybe put the blame on their partner, right, and 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 say all everything that's going wrong is is on the other person mm-hmm. or even as a couple. Mm-hmm. But with your but with your particular case, you're saying that you were kind of looking at yourself and you were trying to see, okay, what's what's off here for me and why am I not happy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, not to say that I, there was not a little bit of like trying to blame, you know, the other one for like little things but I was just not happy with the way that I felt and the way that I was reacting and I was starting to ask questions like you know if things keep going wrong and you keep seeing the same thing like maybe you have to start looking at yourself and the thing is the more I would read personal development things the more I was like no you really have to look at yourself (laughs) as opposed to looking outside so that's basically what I did fair to say yeah is it fair to say that up to this point you really didn't do a lot of self-development work 
or not to the extent you're doing now? Uh, not to the extent that I'm doing now, but I would say that the when things started to go weird, that's when I started to pay more attention to self-development. That's when I started to read a little bit more. Um, and then I started discovering, you know, more personal development authors and, and you know, doing some exercise. So it, it was kind of like a slow approach to self-development okay. through reading, yeah, but, and videos. So at this point... Like, did you have a vision board at that stage in your life? No, Ever no, have no. a vision board? And I guess uh, you didn't either. No. Right? Because no, no. what? Yeah, because one of the things you brought up earlier, which I think is fascinating, is that you do have a vision board now, yes. and some of those things are actually coming. Yes. They're actually coming to life. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. You're starting to recognize them and see them in different places. So we can talk amazing. about. Yeah, let's talk about the vision board in a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want you to continue just kind of on your thought process here, because now you're at the point where you're. You're looking into yourself. You're not happy. You're looking into mm-hmm. more self-development work. Mm-hmm. And then you also ended up um, being invited to this mastermind. Yes. So, so just maybe explain a little bit about, you know, where your mindset was at at that point um, and then continue on, like, how did the self-development help you? And also, like, what the mastermind was all about for you? Mm-hmm. Well, my mind was, like, <laughs> split in two because <laughs> there's right. a part where it's kind of, like, <laughs> doing all the all the the things that I could do forcing myself to do things you know being happy trying to kind of like keep everything together and right by, that false self almost yeah right? in I a think. sense yeah it's almost like it's a self-protection self and also trying to trying to stay positive but not really looking at what was going on type thing trying to keep everything afloat because like I didn't right. know what I was going that was, to that find was out. your normal yeah, right? yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, that was your norm, right? So you were just trying to maintain that normal environment for you so you could stay comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it normal. And also, like, I, I have a natural tendency to try to keep everything on a balanced level. So, like, I was doing my best, to, despite how I was feeling, to keep everything afloat as much as possible. But under the surface, looking into, like, how can I solve this? Because there's something that's just not going right. So through self-development and going to, like, different networking event I met Natalia and then you know being more open to talking about you know like how your mind works and spirituality and stuff like that that's how I kind of got introduced to uh, the mastermind and it's one of these things like things fell into place without me realizing at the right time that's how I met you guys and then we started talking and it's kind of interesting because we were talking about how to be good entrepreneurs and make money and things like this but what we worked on were basically ourselves. and to be able to have a group of people when we could talk about these things um, made me realize more about what was making me unhappy what what was my because I had some fears of looking into um looking into what was going on, especially within the marriage, because part of the fear was like, if I start looking into it, we might separate, we might not be together anymore. And that's probably one of the reasons why I never really looked into it. Because deep down, yeah, Yeah. because deep down, I know something was not working. And part of your mind is saying, well, if it's not working, then you guys might have to separate. And I didn't really want to look into that. So what's interesting is that like, so your fear was actually the, what was keeping you back from taking that step forward. Yeah. You, you, you knew looking into this was probably the right move, mm-hmm. but the fear of the unknown and the fear of what your life might happen to your life. Yes. It sounds like it was holding you back. Of course. Where now, now you, you, you're looking at fear as like a stepping stone. You're like, no, no, no mm-hmm. fear is not going to hold me back. You're just going to keep moving forward. Yeah. So w- when you started going through the mastermind, you started um, asking the right questions and talking to the right people. 
how did things kind of shift for you? How did you start to see like more about what you wanted for yourself, but also that, you know, this marriage may not be the right thing for you anymore? Mm-hmm. Um, through the mastermind, I just got to know a little bit more about myself. I got to know a little bit more about what I was doing to like how I was basically getting in the way of myself, how I was keeping myself from growing for fear of losing because of like how fear was basically holding me back essentially. Right. Yeah. And big thing. Yeah. And the, the whole thing about like, if I, like I had a choice, I continue to live with fear and, and be more and more miserable and sad and not live life to the fullest. Or I face the fear, take a leap and then give myself a chance to be happy, not only for myself, but for him as well, because I don't, I didn't think it was fair for us to kind of like slowly grow apart and be miserable on, on, on both sides. So it was one of these things where like, I I basically had to look into what's going on and kind of like face the fear basically. Right. If you want to be happy. Yes. Right. So by facing that fear and taking that next step, right you're able to also probably like learn more about yourself as a person right yes so so at this stage right you're obviously like you said like almost like two different people one trying to deal with the marriage and figure out if it's going to stay if it's going to end and then also you're Mm -hmm. learning a lot about yourself Mm -hmm. so at some point those two people must have collided and then you must have had to you must have had to kind of say okay well which direction am i going in now what is the best future for mj and I'm curious if at some point, like exercises like creating a vision board um, came into place, which kind of helped enable you to figure out the life that you wanted for yourself. Yes, definitely. I mean, one of the first thing, like, I guess my, when those two people came into a head, my solution was like, okay, let's give this one more try. Let's see if we can mm. make a vision board together. That was my thing. Cause I mean, oh, we didn't wow. really okay, have, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, we didn't, we like, one of the things that was worrying me is like, there's no vision for us in the future. I was trying to, to, to see like, okay, so what's next? Like we're here kind of doing our thing. It seems like we're growing apart. What are we like? What's, what's the vision? So I'm like, okay, let's try to do a vision board. So I'm going to do my own vision board. Um, you do your own vision board and let's do a vision board together. So I did, okay. that was, I think the first vision board that I did. And I think it was like, right, like right at the beginning of, of the mastermind like the first time doing a mastermind. So it was like a general type of um, vision board. So I did mine. And then I like, so it was in their bedroom. There was one on his side, one on my side. And there's one in the middle for the two of us. So I did mine and he never did his. And it took like a year. And every time I would bug him, like vision board, like, you know, here's some magazine, like, like do some, even have yeah, the one for that's... two of us. Like I'm, I started right. to put things. Yes, hmm? yes I, I think it's really so, positive. That, Cause that was me trying, you know, trying to, to, to figure out a way to, to make it work. So, um, I did that and then after a year, but he never added anything to it. And then like, that made me sad, but it made me realize like, maybe he doesn't have a vision for the two of us. So yeah, maybe I'm trying too hard. Like, I mean, if it takes a year to just to be able to get a vision board going to kind of like know where we're going and you're not interested in doing that, there's always an excuse of like, there's no time for that. Right like that made me start to ask some question. I'm like, what are you doing here? Like what's, what's right, so the point of all this? There's another one of these red flags that are popping up. Yeah. You're willing to yeah, make yeah, this yeah, effort definitely. to see how your future can yeah. be together. And here's your partner yeah. not even willing to make an effort. 
No, it took a, like after a year, like I just took everything down. I don't even think he he noticed it. Okay, um, wow. But so anyway, a, so I took everything down. So that took a whole year, actually, right? Yeah. Of you actually going through this yeah, process. Yeah. So I mean, during that yeah. during that year, I mean, where was your head at? Like, like I mean, here's a year's a long time to be living in that kind of like state where you're unsure, especially when yeah. you're in a marriage, right? And and um, where where exactly was your head at? Like, like. Were you mm-hmm. all over the place? Yeah. <laughs> all over the place. But at the same time, it was it was one of these things where I had committed to myself that I'm no matter what, I'm going to keep growing. That's one of the things okay, that I, I committed amazing. to myself. Like always, I, I, I consider myself like a life student. Like I'm not there to just stay in the same state. Right. Like I'm there to keep growing. So that was one of the things. So I'm like, okay. So I just kept like. As that was going on, I was I was still working on myself. I was still going to the mastermind. I was learning more about myself, and I also started exercising. That was another thing that was something that was super important for me. The year before was like I was a little bit overweight. I was like, okay, this year, like, going to take care of business, but I'm also going to take care of myself because that's like super important. And through the and that was like with the help of the mastermind, like I started to work on my mind with the group. And then the next step, I remember one of the member, Asar, was like, well, you know, with all these things going on, well, it's, I can explain that one of the things that happened is there was this time where I went to see my sister and we were running and I'm not a runner at all, but she was kept pushing me to run. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to run once with you. And I started running and for some, I don't know what happened to my body, but I started crying. Like I had like some sort of weird panic attack and crying. And I told that to the mastermind and Asar was like, well, you've been working on your mind so much. You've been kind of like, looking at all the stuff that was going on, but physically you haven't done anything to release that. So you need to start, you know, doing some exercise. So that's where the year after I was like, okay, exercise is going to be one of the thing. And that's how I started training with um, Julian, another member of a mastermind right. and kept working on myself. And that helped a lot through the process. Okay. So it, w- it wasn't like one of these things actually was your, was your big kind of aha moment. It was utilizing like, a few of these different kind of like tools and tactics to help you kind of like Mm. rebuild yourself. Right. So as you're kind Mm. of like, you know, shedding your skin from this like marriage and this kind of old behaviors and these old kind Mm -hmm. of like life habits that you've been going through, you took on these new habits and you're creating this new self identity and this new self worth for yourself. Right. Yes, 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 definitely. So because at the time I was still, I still, I hadn't faced the fact that that was possible, but it was one of these things where I'm like, well, maybe I just, I need to keep working on myself no matter what, because there's this whole thing about what's, who you're with, what's around you is a reflection of what's going on inside. So I had that in my mind. So I'm like, let me just keep working on myself because I know that there's some stuff that I still need to work on. So, you know, exercising, getting up earlier, that was all through the mastermind. That was all through the influence of people in the mastermind. Talking about yourself with a group of other people, also listening to other people and their stories, right, can be very beneficial to helping you kind of like calm your mind and give you a direction too for moving forward, mm-hmm. like tactics like, like the vision board and exercise and being part mm-hmm. of a mastermind. These are all called tools mm-hmm. that anybody can really take upon themselves, right? They Definitely. just have to be willing to take Definitely. that step. And I think yes. what's cool about your story is you didn't allow like 17 years or almost 18 years of being with someone to kind of keep mm-hmm. you down and to kind of like not allow you to grow as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cause... It, almost, you look, it almost like worked out as an opportunity for you to like work on yourself, to rebuild yourself, mm-hmm. and now to present yourself to the world as like a new 
I don't know if improved, but a new enhanced <laughs> or enlightened, yeah. a new enlightened MJ, right? Yeah, yeah. Still, still growing. Still growing, I, for I, sure, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, I believe that you have to do that. Like it's it's a constantly it's a constant thing. Like it never stops. You always need to keep growing. You always need to to become better. Like every day is an opportunity to be a better person. Right. So that was no matter what was going on around me, I was trying as much as possible to make sure that myself I'm doing better. I'm a better person. I'm reacting better. I'm more kind, more open, whatever. Like every day. <laughs> so if you could look back and you know, meet, like, talk to the MJ from, like, let's say about 10 years ago or even five years mm -hmm. ago. What advice mm -hmm. would you have to that MJ um, that you could give yourself that, let's say, maybe would have, like, you know, shed a couple of years off this whole process or maybe that yeah. could have, like, you know, make you grow um, a little bit sooner in the sense that, like, you were taking care of yourself and you weren't kind of stuck in, in, in this kind of, you know, relationship yeah. that wasn't working out. Yeah, I would say um, don't act out of fear, act out of inspiration. Uh, trust your guts and be more bold in your action. Don't try to kind of like dim your light to make other people feel comfortable. Right. In a okay. Sense. I, think that, yeah. I think that's very powerful, especially for anyone mm. else that's probably in a relationship that may be having these mm. same feelings and not sure about their partner anymore, whether married or not. Mm -hmm. I think a lot mm -hmm. of people get stuck in the whole comfortable aspect of it mm -hmm. and, and they can see that it's not working out, but they're afraid not to say, okay, well, this is enough and I need to move on with my life. But yeah, moving on yeah, with yeah. your life means what's next. It's difficult. It's a whole new yeah, chapter yeah. in your life, which you seem to, and I'm not saying you, you did it on your own. You did it with all these kind of resources of, oh gosh, yes. with like, mm -hmm. you know, self-development work through books and videos and, Mm -hmm. and the mastermind group and exercising and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. so what, what would be like the one thing um, if you could, you know, recommend it as a tactic for someone who's just kind of starting out and not, you know, not knowing where to start when it comes to like working on themselves or like the self-development work, where do you think would be a good place for someone to start just to get their kind of feet wet? A good place to start. I mean, the thing that helped me a lot first was just to listen to other people's experiences and kind of like seek out people that are um, living the same things as you are, like in the same situation that you are right now and that found the solution for it. Like just through example, that was the first thing. And through this example, then there's books that are recommended, you know, habits that they, they have that you can start reading um, and then start taking on these habits, like a lot journaling. Oh, I forgot. Journaling is a huge, um, aspect of my personal self-development. Like I used to journal, I still journal on a regular basis on like, you know, how I feel and things like this. And it was a great way for me to kind of put things a little bit in order and see where everything is did you always, for myself. Did you always journal even when you were younger, even when you were, you know, with Jamie from the beginning or was journaling something new you took on? It's, it was on and off. Like I used to journal a lot when I was in high school, then, you know, like it was on and off. Uh, but it's kind of interesting when things started to not make sense to me, I would journal. So if something bad happened or something like that in order to calm myself and kind of like work through all the things that were going through my mind, I would journal. So it wasn't on a regular basis. And then after a while, after we moved, when we started moving, when we moved here, sorry, 
I started to journal on a more regular basis, just about all my thoughts. And the more I did self-development, the more I journaled on a regular basis. Now I basically journal every day, but I was also listening to a lot of podcasts of like, you know, people talking about their experience and stuff like that. And journaling in terms of success was something that was very important. So I basically took that on. Okay. So there's a few different things you brought up there that someone who was just starting out may want to take on one podcast you know, listening mm-hmm. or even books yes. about self-development and just learning, yep. listening to other people's experiences and how yes. self-development work has helped them and benefited them could be a great place for someone to start because they can see, mm-hmm. um, see examples of how it can benefit one person's life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you also brought up um, like the mastermind group, which maybe yes. isn't the easiest thing to find necessarily, the right group of peers, um, but mm-hmm. things you can do on your own um, like you also said, be journaling, um, just mm-hmm. like on a piece of paper, writing down your thoughts, your feelings, just anything that will get you out of your own head and give you a mm-hmm. place to kind of vent in a, in a really safe place. Yeah. Right. Is there any other kind of tactics or tools that you like to use that may be beneficial? I mean, we could even like going back to this whole vision board, like for myself, I was never, ever, not a vision board person, but a goals orientated person. I just kind of mm-hmm. went with the flow of my life, everything kind of just worked out. <laughs> but then it got to a certain point where I wasn't like, I didn't have any goals. So I wasn't reaching. I wasn't reaching my goals. Yeah. I wasn't creating anything um, that was more long-term. So by having a vision board, mm. it enables you to kind of like create the life, the perfect life that you want for yourself, whether it be in one year in five years or in 10 years, but it gives yeah. you, yeah, yeah. it gives you a direction. Right. Yes. Um, yes. So super important. Yeah. Super important. And is there any like other kind of advice or kind of, you know, tools or tactics that, that come to mind that it really helps support you? Well, I mean, to add to the, the vision board part, it's one of these things where it's like either you plan your life or somebody else is going to plan your life for you yeah. one way or That's the other. Wise. That was one of the things. Yeah. There was one of the, and there's other guy, I forget his name was saying like either you brainwash yourself or some other people are going to brainwash your mind for you. So you kind of have to, make a decision. You take the rain or somebody else is going to use you for their own gain. So I remember hearing like some of these like random quotes and I realized that the whole thing about the vision board and writing down things is like you're making a plan to be able to give you a guide. Like when you build a building, you need plans. You're not going to build a building without proper plans. So it's the same thing for your life. And you can always change them over later on and stuff like that. So that vision board, writing down goals, writing like in any, like doing like a sketch notes of like different possibilities like always put your own life in your own hands like allow yourself to decide because the thing is that's the thing you can decide how your life is going to be if you take the time to be able to to, right. to plan it otherwise somebody else is going to do it right. for you type thing. and most right. of the people they kind of go through life almost as like zombies like they follow like the the path of least resistance whatever is like there for them not realizing that you can steer your own boat. right but it's also basically. it's also like society you talk about people planning your life it's almost like society mm. can also be the one that's planning your life for you for Growing sure up a certain way, but that's kind of going like to school right getting the job getting yeah. the nine to five job starting the family getting the house Definitely. all these things and 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 those things those like things the... can be sorry those things can be wonderful and, yeah. and I don't want to take anything away from those, but I think there's even more no, to, to be able to sit down and say, okay, here I am right now in, in the future. How do I want my life to be? What does it look like? Who's surrounding yeah. me? Yeah. Where am I at? What yeah. is the yeah. feeling yeah. that I currently have 
And being able to put that on a, on a board, whether it's like cutting out things from magazines or using a pen and, pa- pen and, and just writing words down or using something like Pinterest, mm-hmm. which I love to do, mm-hmm. and just saving things yes. and just going back to it and going back to it, I think it gives you the opportunity to say, okay, well, this is where I am now. That's where I want to be. Now let's start mm-hmm. figuring out that plan so I can get there. And you are actually Absolutely. an amazing example of this because like for someone <laughs> who didn't have the vision board, started to create it with their partner, the partner decided, no, it's not for me. You stuck with it, right? You mm-hmm. did the self-development work. You now kind of released yourself from this relationship. You're now on your own. Mm-hmm. And now slowly from what you're mm-hmm. saying, like your vision is coming to life. Like you went to California. There was yes. things resembling your yes. vision board. So yes. it's not just like, something that we're just kind of saying as a tool and have fun. This is a real, this is a real tool that you can actually take on to help improve your life. Yeah. And, and nobody else can do this for you. It has to start with you. You are the mm-hmm. only one that, that can actually do this and create it for you. There's obviously like Definitely. people out there that you can ask for support, like a mastermind group or your family or friends, mm-hmm. whoever that may be. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the bigger takeaways that I'm getting from this is it all starts with you. And that's what you did. You took your life yes. in your own hands, MJ. And like, yes. I, I just, yes, I just yes, commend yes, you. Yes. And, and I think that you're, <laughs> you are, you're a super strong person. And obviously, like I've seen you on the last couple of years of your journey, which has been the biggest probably transition of your life. Um, and from where you were <laughs> to where you are now, I think the sky is the limit for you. And I'm really happy that, you know, we're able to even have this conversation. <laughs> so, um, so a couple, a couple other things before we end the call. Um, mm-hmm. one thing I want to do is now just give you an opportunity to like, um, and I've done this exercise myself and I've done it with, uh, Krista, uh, my soon to be wife <laughs> and, nice. and Congrats for that. yeah, and I'm finding it to be really rewarding. And the exercise is this is, is basically, um, giving the opportunity to let go of something, whether it's a habit or a feeling or just something in your life that you feel like is holding you back and that you would love if you could just snap your fingers, if you could just release it and it's gone and then set the intention to replace it now with something that will serve you better with getting you one step closer to your vision. And the reason why I've been finding this exercise really helpful is because a lot of times we focus on the vision or we focus on letting things go and a separate exercise or a separate kind of tool which is, which is amazing, and I think you should do it. But just I want to give the opportunity to, yes, let something go, but also now you know, replace it with something more positive and with the hopes that by you putting it out there into the world right now, that this is something that kind of manifests for you. Mm-hmm. So what would that be for me, I mean? Yeah, well, well, something that you would want to let go. What would like if there's one thing go? in your life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and the way that has worked for me, um, it was like, it's like a habit. It's like a tendency that I, I, I constantly have on a daily basis that if I look back on myself for the last day or week and I'm like, if I could replace that tendency with this habit, it would, it would, change, it would change up my whole almost life. It would change up my whole routine and get me closer to where mm-hmm. I'm going. Because like, if you look at yourself, imagine someone was following you around with a camera all day and then you could watch yourself on a daily basis. Think about how many behaviors and how many patterns you have that aren't exactly serving you um, from a positive aspect, getting you closer to that yeah. vision. Yes, 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 yes. Well, the, the thing that I would love to get rid of is self-doubt, for sure. Okay. That's something that I have to constantly 
it takes me a while to get things done because there's a lot of like, what if this, what if that, what if this, that kind of goes through my mind. So it, it slows down the process of being able to um, achieve things. I doubt a lot. Like no matter how much I face my fear, there's a lot of doubt <laughs> that comes in, in between. So it takes me a little longer. And what I would like to replace this by is just to act more boldly and like trust my intuition a lot faster. Like have that, you know, you know in your gut that it's the right thing to do and you kind of just do it without hesitation. Because I still hesitate. It takes me a while to move things okay. forward. But yeah. So if you want to even take that self-doubt one step further, you could even consider this, it's more fear than anything. It's fear of mm. if you're willing to like step in, into your own or go all in on yourself and, and just kind of take those risks to get what you want to get. Mm. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think you would necessarily want to like remove it. I think it's more about like, like maybe it's about removing the, the process of going down that rabbit hole when those thoughts come up. Right. Yes. Yes. So yes, yes, yes. sorry, my, my actual connection cut out a little bit. Did you say what? Oh, yes, I would like to, like, like you said, bring on all bold, be more bold and kind of like go for the big stuff. Right. I go for a little bit bigger than I'm used to, but I could go even bigger. So going all in a little bit more would be okay. much better. Yeah, so I think you could take that, uh, that step almost moving forward, like today, tomorrow, when those thoughts part arising, like I would just sit with them, right? And, and obviously those self-doubts are going to come up, but then allow yourself to say, okay, well, that's not me anymore. Actually tell yourself, like, that's not me anymore, right? This is the mm. new MJ. This is the new me. These are the new patterns that, that mm. I, I want to have moving forward and allow yourself mm-hmm. to, to strive and reach, and reach for those bigger goals and dreams. Because I think, yeah. I, I think that for all of us, they are within reach. Um, yes. We just have to let that fear kind of you know, sit with us, but not let it kind of control our, um, our actions and control like what we do. And I think that that can resonate with anybody. Um, There's actually this saying that I came across online yesterday, which is perfect for what we're kind of talking about. And the saying was this, turn fear and frustration into motivation and excitement, right? Yes. Because if that fear is, that fear is popping up, like, it's an indicator that maybe it is the right direction that you're going. And the more fear you have, it's like, take someone who's like, even myself, when I learned how to snowboard, right? Like mm-hmm. trying the, the harder mountain or like the, the steeper hill or whatever it may be. There was so much fear that would pop up, but like, I didn't allow it to like say, okay, no, I'm not going to do it. I would go ahead and mm-hmm. do it. And then I would feel so much reward and so much like, um, like, I would just feel amazing because I challenged myself yes. and I was able to persevere and keep um, going forward and stuff. So I hope, um, yeah, I hope that you're able to do that. And, and I mean, I hope that you're able to continue to, oh, yeah. you know, to keep growing and um, to keep, Oh yeah. yeah, I know you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a practice. Like I find like the, the more I face fear, even the little fear, like the more I'm, I'm like, it's almost like a, a pattern in my mind of like, okay, I faced it before, I faced it before, I can do it, and then I get to face bigger fears, which is kind of interesting. So keep facing fears and moving forward. Yeah, I think that's a good kind of lesson. All right, well, mm. it's been amazing uh, chatting with you. Is there anything else that 
you kind of want to get off your chest at this point or do you feel like um, you, you've kind of said uh, enough? <laughs> the only thing that comes to my mind talking about fear is that I'm, I'm realizing right now is like fear is almost like somebody putting the brake on your car as you keep keep putting the great like you're going somewhere like you're driving somewhere and fear keeps putting the brake on so it kind of right. like learn to really release the brake a little bit more to be able to move okay. towards your goal so, so faster if fear is the brake what is the the gas pedal uh action action or motivation action. okay action courage action. action like action is really the thing yeah because when you do yes, something in spite of the fear you move forward yeah, yeah i could even see a nice little visualization there and, and i mean that makes <laughs> sense because like fear is a gas pedal stopping you but you got to put the throttle down and you got to hit mm-hmm. hard on that action and it doesn't have to yeah, be yeah, and yeah. It, it, it's it could be a scary thing when you're trying something new starting a new business quitting your job going into a new relationship leaving a certain relationship mm-hmm right Mm -hmm. there's that fear holding you back but when you put the you put the pedal down and you create that action the world is Mm -hmm. yours and you and you are a great example of that i mean you did it you 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 created that action and you went to california (laughs) you're getting your own you're back in toronto you're getting your own place um your whole life is kind of ahead of you and i think it's amazing so uh, okay well (laughs) i truly appreciate your time um and i hope to have more of these conversations with you and Absolutely. yeah, so thanks again for being our first guest on our podcast. Thank you. And, <laughs> Thank um, you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Enjoy the rest of your day. And I'm sure we will talk soon. Ah, good. Sounds good. Okay. Talk to you soon. Thanks, MJ. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.